welcome back to the Chill Mom Boss Show with me, your host, Michelle Hahn. If you've been in a brick and mortar business for a while now and you would like to take your business online, today with me, I have a very special guest who's also my good friend. She's been in the government business for about 20 years. She started her brand about 18 years ago, over three household brand i would say uh, if you are ladies you probably come across this brand before and we would like to talk to her about how she has brought her offline business online and still thriving and doing well in today's economy so with that i would like to welcome uh, miss angie wong hi angie hello hi everyone hi thank you so much for coming on online with me and let me interview you yeah, it's my pleasure. And you really look vibrant today. Love the yellow on you always. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This is your dress, by the way. You know, I love the um, solid color, but bright and vibrant. And, you know, today, these days, I think we're working from home a lot. And, uh, yeah, we want to look presentable as and when we need to go Zoom with our colleagues or friends or clients. We want to look slightly presentable, but also comfortable because we're at home, right? So I think your clothes really fit that that category and the needs really well for me. So thank you so much for, you know, producing this sort of um, garment for us. Yeah, as mom, I feel you. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like during this period, everybody wants to dress comfy, but yet pretty at home too. Yeah. Great. So um, before we start, I also want my audience to know more about you. So maybe tell me a little bit about yourself and then um, who you are and, um, do you think you're the same girl when you're a child? Did you have, have you have always wanted to start a fashion brand? Uh, okay, first of all, let me introduce myself. I'm Angie from Juke, co-founder of Juke Occasion and Chopet. So I um, have been in fashion retail for 18 years. So actually have seen the market change and grow throughout this period. Yeah, so... Um, from young, I've been a very um, adventurous person, I would say. Yeah, so it's like, um, I like to start creating things like probably sell, selling tikam during our kid time. So these are our things that I started at school. Yeah, so um, gradually as I move on to 16, 17 years old, I have friends um, uh, like to share doing businesses with me. So actually we try out in between as well. So yeah. you've always been very entrepreneurial since young. You actually thought about selling something and you actually yeah. got to do it. So that's amazing. And I also know that, you know, um, <clears throat> you started three brands, Jube, Occasions and Jove with your sister. And how did that come about? Is it like your idea, your sister, and then you come together? I mean, right before we start, you told me a little bit about how you go to like selling flea market. So yeah, tell me that story. Um, it all started with my sis, yeah, so um, weekend markets um, was an in thing in the past. So every Sunday we were at Club Key selling our pre-love items, uh, apparels, and um, bags, things like that. But um, gradually we realized there's a market out there because um, most of our things that we bought are from overseas. And um, it's, it's, the design-wise is not really easy to be found in Singapore at that point of time. And people don't really travel. So um, from then, we try to go overseas to uh, source for um, new apparel, yeah, uh, designs for um, our flea market. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So the response was very good. And gradually, um, we move on to Hong Kong from Bangkok. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I, I the same thing, I think. <clears throat> Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so from Bangkok, we move on to Hong Kong and we explore even more countries on different fashion trends. And um, there on, after she graduated, we started um, the business at Vice Plaza. Ah, so your your first ever book was in Five Plaza. Okay, so before like I want to go back a little bit. Like so I think these days it's quite easy for people who want to start a fashion business or any sort of um physical product business to hop online and try to buy from overseas and bring it in here. But back in those days, right, when you are you were at Club Key, where did your like who were your supplier before you went overseas? Um, basically, we sell mostly our pre-loved clothes. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So, gradually, we went to City Plaza and pick up some niche designs. Uh -huh. And when our budget gets bigger, we move on to Bangkok. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To get some um, yeah, designs that we don't see in the market. Yeah. And move on to Hong Kong as well. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, it's really, <coughs> so really when the start is really like, curation. In a way, it's still curation, right? It's just that you curate it from your own wardrobe, pre-loved stuff, and then now yeah. you overseas and curate it for your customers. You know your customer well, and you know what sort of style that would suit them and would sell. So I think like with 18, what, 20, 18 years under your belt now, you know very well your target market and what they would prefer already, right? Uh, yes, we always we need to spot new um, demands in customers, um, like the part that is lack of in um, retail market, um, as in quality products and um, durable classic pieces that is very important. So most of our customers who really do shop in our shop, they really do keep our pieces like 10 years ago because it's still a classic. Yeah, so they actually do share with us, oh, I still have this piece with us. Yeah, so it's like um very nice piece and I'm still wearing now and the quality is good. So um from there we realized that um other than price, affordable pricing, um we would like our customer to be able to keep up the apparel, yeah, to be wear as long term classic and timeless. That is very important. Yeah. Mm, yeah, when I think of Jube or when I think of your own personal style, it's very um, it's feminine and it's yeah, like you say, it's a classic piece and it's 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 pretty. All your stuff are very pretty, I must say. You have feminine, very pretty, very like, like almost a like happy, flowery that sort of feeling without being too floral. I don't I don't know even whether I'm making sense or not, but yeah, you get what I mean. Yes, um, yes. So now I also like to say that um we can also find your design on Lazada, right? So. How did you get from a brick and mortar business and transition to being selling online? And how, yeah, how do you get onto Lazada and how? Oh, has sorry, not Lazada, it's Zalora. Zalora. Yeah, 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 Zalora. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Zalora. Okay. You want to start the question again? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Zalora. Yeah. How do you get onto Zalora? Hey there, I'm taking a short break to let you know that if you've been thinking of starting a business but you just don't know where or how to start or you're that frazzled entrepreneur trying to do everything but your business is still not growing, consider Momentum, my month-to-month -month 
coaching membership to take your business to the next level so you can reach your goals faster and easier. You will also gain access to in-depth training, strategies, mindset coaching, and an exclusive community that is designed to help you define your purpose, clarify your strategy, and build a business and life you love. Head over to michellehorn.com forward slash momentum to join us now. Okay, the, actually it's a Europe company from Zalora. Before they launch in Singapore, they approach our brand. So we have a meeting with them. Um, and we realized that no harm trying because um, the market is changing at the point of time. We, have, we are already online. That was around year 2010. We are already on our website. So um, I think it's time to tap on a bigger market. So through Zalora, we are able to tap to um, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Malaysia market, um, which um, covers a wider range of customers yeah, mm-hmm. compared to Singapore. Yeah. What have you learned from, um, from you know, being in a physical business to coming online? What are the, kind of like the challenges that you first found that, wow, this is a totally different like, business? It's slightly, it, or maybe not totally different, maybe slightly different from your your brick and mortar boutique? Um, yes, it's quite different, but I'm glad that we go through the process very smoothly mm-hmm. with the help of the um, engineer from the software company. So um, the merging of Zalora with our website is also very easy to work on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, basically our products, we start to change to um, four seasons once we launch with Zalora because we have overseas markets for um, winter wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can see, um, there's a change like five years ago as there's a demand out there. Yeah, from Hong Kong, Taiwan, selling trench coats and travel styles as well. Yeah. Mm, okay. So when you say merging your website with Zalora, does that mean um, really to um, or like control the inventory? To keep track? Uh, yes. The inventory and the um, product launch, yeah, all will be merging together, yeah, with Zalora website, yeah. Okay, so let's say if you launch a new collection right now, so you, all you have to do is you go on your, your website, upload the photo, and it automatically gets pulled to Zalora, or how does that happen? Uh, you have it to do will it. be linked to Zalora, but um, it will, um, it, it still have to go through approval. Yeah, from the Zalora Whether yeah, they put particular style onto their website. Yeah, they're still able to control whether um, the stock and the design are suitable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, meaning if a new collection, you have 20 pieces, but maybe they can just pick 10 pieces to be on their platform. Is that, is that correct? Am I getting um, Usually, um, how many pieces we place online will be accordingly put up, yeah on their website as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what, what, so on your website, you will have more pieces than typically mm. what Zalora would end up having because they uh, pick which pieces. Yes, we, we are able to control. We are able to control the stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So this question is was asked to me by one of my um, uh, coaching students and it's like for physical products, 
how do we know, uh, how do we control the inventory? And like, you know, at what point do we know that, hey, we need to uh, start ordering already so that it doesn't run out? So I think that's a pretty good question if you're, you know, holding a physical product and you being in this business for 10 years, or more than 10, 20 years, you probably know. So what's the maximum amount? And at what point do you get like the minimum amount that you need to place an order? Okay, I would say the market is always unpredictable. There are times mm -hmm. that we place more than 1,000 pieces per order. So it all depends on um, the period, um, the market, I would say. So right now, like COVID situation, we are very careful in um, mm -hmm. our stocks. So um, as in, we don't um, bring in as much as before, but we are able to manufacture very quickly once it's out of stock. This is a very safe precaution. Yeah, mm. instead, um, because for fashion wise, you can't be holding on to too much stock and it will be out of trend, although there's no expiry date on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, usually, oh, as well, right? Yeah, usually, um, our partners from overseas, they are actually very experienced. So, um, we have been working together for many years. So, for stocks wise, um, uh, we work together very closely. Example, this week we launched an apparel and it's selling super fast within five days sold out. We have to really restock very quickly. So mm. it's like within 10 days, it will arrive in Singapore. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's a question. It's like, so, um, so you really just read your data, right? So you have like an inventory system and then you read the data as in, um, yeah, it's really a little bit of, guesswork in, 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 in action, I would say. You guess right, roughly how many you like to order in and then, at, um, yeah, and then based on the demand and then how many more you like to order on the second run. Not really guess. It's like based on the past month sales figure, you oh. will be able to project. Yeah, that is very important. So um, you can't be guessing an amount that is too little. Yeah, yeah. which too much. And then put it. Uh, prediction on it. Yes, right. Based on recent sales figure, you will be able to plan or previous year's sales figures, yeah, to plan your budget for um, producing apparel, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how, like, how, what's the percentage of your online sales versus your uh, offline sales at the moment? At the moment, online sales will be about 20%. Okay. Yeah, whereas my retail my retail outlet is always very strong, I would say. Yeah, mm -hmm. because yeah. our customer base is like so used to trying on the apparel, touching mm -hmm. on the textures of the material and the quality before they make purchases. Mm -hmm. um, but during this COVID season, I would say um, there's a pickup online, yeah, mm -hmm. at overseas and in Singapore as well. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I would say a lot of customers are staying home still. Yeah, based on current situation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but if you can see that the online shopping trend is growing, right? Yes. Okay. Definitely is growing. Yeah. yeah. What would your advice be for someone who say wants to start a brand, but it's solely online. So if customer does not have that physical feel and touch factor in terms of like making decision and buying, what would you say would be a... um? Yeah, a good feature that they can offer so that um, customer would, would, would 
like especially the first time they buy from a new brand, right? Would yeah. actually yeah take the risk somehow to like make the first purchase. What would you? What's the advice you would give the online brands to to do? Maybe for the customer who have the first order, you can mm. um give them a promo code for the second purchase, mm. and um of course. Probably, if they want to give customer more confidence in purchasing the apparel, they could um, invite um, influencers or maybe the owner herself can put on the apparel, yeah, to go on some short IG stories, yeah, to create awareness for the brand. You know how this apparel is put on a real person. How is it like? Yeah. So actually, um, this really do help. I would say our customer base, um. They really do watch the IG stories and um, do see how is it um, been um, wear on the other um, feature on other influencers. Yeah, so um, from there the response come in very quickly. I would say yeah, it's like right on the spot within twenty four hours of the IG stories. Yeah, nice. That's news for everyone. So is that your favorite platform, Instagram? Uh, so far, our followers responded very well. Yes, especially. I would say Facebook used to be good. I mm. would say yeah, but now um more of the followers will move on to IG. Mm, because I think it's more visual, right? And especially for clothes, it's very visual because they can mm. see how it moves and how it looks like on certain people on um on influencers of different type body shapes. Then they can sort of imagine it on themselves. And you're very. Yeah. Instagram, I know this, right? Do you manage um the boutiques account yourself? Uh, right now I have staff assisting on managing the account because mm. um it's really getting more busier. So um I think it's time to hand things over. Yeah, <laughs> <It is laughs> because initially when we started off all this, I would like to be host um doing it personally so that I know um my followers and my customers what would they like to see? Yeah. So from there, I understand. So I right now I can just hand over to my team to do. Yeah, I fully agree. I fully agree. I think um before we hands off and let someone else do it, it's best that you understand um the ins and outs of how it's being done first, right? Understand yes, what right. what doesn't instead of just relying on someone to do that, and you wouldn't even know whether he or she is doing a good job because if you have no idea, you have. So that's yes, a good thing. Yeah. You first learn it, and then you can hand it off, and then yeah, you can still keep track on whether it's working or not. Yes, right, true. Great. So I also know that you have two daughters. Um, is it seventeen or eighteen now? Seventeen and ten. Ten. Yeah. Yes, right. So they would have been born like so, like halfway through your in business. So how did you manage that in between, like business and being a new mom? And now you know, seventeen years later. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the most important thing is family. Yeah, very good family support. I'm very thankful that my sister-in-law and mom and mom-in-law are also supportive, helping me to take care of my kids when I'm away overseas. Yeah, so um, as well as a supportive husband, always um encouraging. <laughs> that is very important. Yeah. So um, timing-wise um. Initially, um, when I have my first child, timing wise was very tight. Yeah, and um, I was uh, how to say um, when my child was uh three months old, she was down with Down syndrome, so that was the biggest challenge for me. 
and during this time is my um, opportunity for my business expansion. Yeah, so at that point of time, actually, I have 10 retail outlets and also other overseas opportunities as well. Wow. But um, I have to measure, which is my priority. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course, it's family in the first place. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, family and business as well, but um, the focus is... Um, so during this period, I'm very thankful that my mom-in-law and my mom actually um, helped me out with uh, taking care of my daughter. So... I still can um, excel in my career from there. Yeah. Mm, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I think a lot of um, women, they sort of give up when they can't find that support. Do you have a tip for them in, um, in terms of like rallying support around you? Um, I think um, having a good talk with your husband to understand situation is very important so that they will be able to um, help you and support you um, when example at times I need to stay back till very late he'll be there to take care of the kids mm -hmm. so um, these are the things that communication wise we have to um, uh, do very well with our family yeah uh, it may be some um, some of you might not be able to get support from your mom-in-law or your mom um, but husband I think is the most important thing yeah to help you to go through um, whatever tough times you um, have in your business yeah mm. okay, great great I love that um, okay so before we end I would like to um, I'm curious right because you seem like you have so many boutiques and brands and you have kids and you're also very social um, you have many friends and I like to know like what's your typical day like how do you try how do you like fit everything into one day Go. okay every day schedules depend so mm. I, I do wake up at 7 o'clock Sometimes 9 o'clock, it all depends on the day schedule, if I have anyone to meet or um, any meeting with my overseas partners. So um, first of all, will be to my office. Yeah, mm. so um, where the shipment comes in weekly, I have to check through the um, products, whether are they um, correct, things like that. So after that, we move on to my retail outlet. So mm. in between my lunch time and my tea break time, we'll be um, meeting up with friends. Yeah, where I can get re-energized and recharge and move on to the second part of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, as currently I have five outlets. Mm -hmm. um, every day I have to pop by my different outlets. So mm -hmm. office is the, um, one of the places that I'll be usually. Yeah. So um, very important to be at my retail outlet to motivate my staff okay. and um, to encourage them. So um, also to, for me to um, understand my customers, the mm. shoppers. Yeah, so um, from there, I'll see um, what are the shoppers that are looking for, things like that. Yeah. Mm. So mm. by evening, I'll be back with my kids. So mm. it's like um, back home for dinner with them. And after, after we have finished the schoolwork, things like that, probably in the evening, I'll be back to work when they go to sleep. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's not true. I think when you're when you have your own business, it's really every pocket of time when um when you're not spending with the kids, it will be on your business because our business is like our kid as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, having our business is like twenty. Yes, right. It's like twenty four hours. You have to be on standby. Things mm. like that. When you have time, you will just or anything comes to your mind, you will just jot it down and start 
writing about it. So many yeah. ideas that we want to work on, right? Just not enough. Yes, time. right. Sometimes the idea just come into your mind at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. So that's, wow. yeah, this happens to me, I would say. Sorry, you must be like quite an active mind person even at 1, 2 a.m. Usually by uh, that time, I'm like sitting down already. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm probably on my bed and something just come up to my mind and mm. yeah, so I'll start doing, yeah. Mm. Okay, mm. so... I keep saying one final question, but I, I'm really curious as well because this just struck me that you started your business fairly young. So where did you learn about business? Is it from books or do you have mentors? So how has that guided you? How, where do you learn about business? Um, actually, both me and my sister have totally no um, related experience in fashion, but it's just our passion and um, through traveling, we always um, do a bit more into it like sourcing because we want to buy um cheaper and nicer and exclusive apparel so um from there we get to see more and learn more so um that's why um yeah we have fun well, doing it like how did you learn about like how to bring stuff into singapore and how do you like set up shop and like you know do you do you read books or do you watch Sure. Um, very thankfully, I have a mentor friend. Yeah, uh -huh. I have a mentor friend who is in this business for many years. Mm. Yes. So he gave me advices. Yeah, and even share with me the freight forwarding company that he's using. So um, he do take care of me very well, <laughs> as uh, uh, and my sis as well as sharing all the information with us. And from there, we explore further ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And then you learn best through experience. But you have to get out there and do things so that you will learn, right? Yes, right. Yeah, so daring that we can go to places that we haven't been before, like factory area, and just go one by one to go and solve ah. the Yeah. Yeah, the first time, like, yeah, you don't know anything, like what's the right question to ask and all that, right? So it's very important to have that mentor or have a friend or family members who have done it before who kind of like show you the ropes then it's a, a, you know then your learning journey we all have to learn anyway then your yes. learning journey will be a bit more straightforward shortcut yes right yeah mm -hmm. I, I think it's really important especially um I understand that you're having a training program too right yes. yeah I think it, um, it's a very good platform for um new businesses to have um, someone who is experienced to advise you and so that you won't be wasting time on unnecessary decisions or um, routes to affect your business growth, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with someone experienced, you actually can actually direct, direct train to success, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. And on top of that, I, um, you know, especially my students, they are, um, or home business and on top of that it's just more of like having this community having feeling like you have someone who's doing it with you because many times we are really one-mentional we don't have a team we have no one to to even bounce idea with so I just hope to be that that someone to kind of like give them ideas on like what to work on whether what they're thinking is correct or whether they're on the right track or not just just being that support for them sometimes it's um, you know, like, like you mentioned earlier, you know, not all husbands are, not that they're not supportive, but they probably thought that the, the business is kind of, just kind of like a hobby. It's not that important for the wife, right? But mm -hmm. 
in the wife mind is like, hey, it is important to me, but the husband is like, hey, that's a little plaything. I have no time to like think about how it works and all that. So I just wanted to be that support for these moms. Yeah. So yes, okay, yes. one final final thing already. What is the one advice that you would give to um someone who is starting out in the um fashion business? Okay, um, very important is perseverance. Yeah. So um, and continuing to learn. Yeah, and to adapt to changes. This is very important because for fashion trade, it changed very quickly. We have four seasons and um, uh, fashion really evolve very quickly I would say yeah so um, the pace of learning has to be very fast and continuously it's not like um, you learn it now and you just stop from there yeah you have to continue to grow yes mm. learn and grow learn and grow and there's always things to learn isn't it it's never yes. stop. never stop learning that is very important yeah mm. and you if you feel that this is what you really want to pursue really don't give up and really um, focus on how to uh, improve yourself, improve the business. Yeah. And you will find a way. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing impossible. That's great. So encouraging. So where can our audience find your boutiques? Where are your boutiques and your website? Currently, we are at Vivo City and um, White Sands, as well as uh, Marina Square. Anchor Point and Jurong Point. So um, you can shop online via our website, www.jovet.com.sg and even at Zalora and as well as Shopper's Spot. Yeah, and on Angie's favorite uh, social media account on Instagram, you can follow all her new release and they have new styles every week. So if you follow her IG, you'll be inspired to see oh, new new design and yeah. So that's how you can keep up to date with um, Jove um, new design. That is yes. at Ju by Jove, isn't it? Yes, Jovet by Jove. Jovet by Jove. Okay, there you go. All right, thank you so much. I hope you have um, learned, you know, tons of values and knowledge and experience from Angie. And thank you for joining us once again. Bye. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you're listening. A good one, I hope. You can also tag me at the Cho Mom or momboss.academy on Instagram and tell me what you like or have learned from today's episode. I love seeing how you fit my podcast into your life. Till the next time, all my best and you've got this.